Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, before we get to today's conversation, you know what would take five minutes and help us out a ton? Uh, You might already know. CityCast is surveying our listeners to help us make CityCast Las Vegas a better, more useful podcast for you. So please go to citycast.fn forward slash survey and answer a few questions. It really only takes five minutes or less. That's citycast.fm forward slash survey. And when you take the survey, you'll be eligible to win a $250 Visa gift card. So head on over there now. The legislature recently passed a bill extending universal free breakfast and lunch to all Clark County School District kids. So while school lunch might now be free lunch, is it? Good lunch. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we chew on all things school food with award-winning food writer Kim Foster. She explains why money for free lunch is going towards some pretty problematic grub. But she also offers up changes that the school district and the community need to hear. It's Thursday, June 8th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Award-winning food writer and Las Vegas mom, Kim Foster. Welcome back to CityCast Las Vegas. So happy to be here with you, David. We're talking about free lunch today. And they say there's no such thing as a free lunch. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. But let's talk about the Nevada legislature that just extended funding for universal free school breakfast and lunch through the 2024-2025 school year. I mean, Kim, free lunch sounds nice and all, but this money coming from the American Rescue Plan, the ARPA funds could have been spent in a lot of different ways. Why is free food at school so important? Well, free food at school is a way to make sure that kids from unstable, struggling families have the extra food that they need so that they have lunch on the weekends, lunch during the school day. That's a a breakfast, a lunch, and an after-school backpack can pretty much feed a kid for a full day. So these things are really important so that the kids who are in struggling communities and those parents have extra access to food for their kids. But this is $43 million and it's going to all students. I mean, even families that can afford breakfast, lunch and diamonds on the uh, on the dinner. So why not just have it being paid to the kids like you mentioned who need it. Well, when you do that, it sets up a stratification so that there's kids who don't need 
free lunch and there's kids who do need free lunch. And the world is really full of stories from the old days when only the poorest kids had free lunch and there were cards or different kinds of ways for people to pay. And it marked them as needing free lunch. It marked them as poor and it created a stratification. And so in order to do that, the goal has been to make lunch completely free or breakfast and lunch completely free so that there is no markation of people who are poor. I'm going to go a little personal here. Growing up in Las Vegas, I was one of those kids. We used to get red tickets. I have a, a visual memory of getting my red ticket and getting my food. Oftentimes, I would give those tickets away or sell those tickets to other kids because I didn't really love the food and I wasn't a big eater. I was a really tiny kid. But Mm -hmm. as far as how kids are eating or using those tickets, was that really part of the data or is this just kind of a feel good, dare I say, socialist movement to just make sure the kids get fed? And there's no doubt that kids need to get fed, but is this a flawed approach to it in any way? Well, there are a few downsides to universal school lunch. And one of them is food waste. And this this is one of the things that people say. I think that the reason that there hasn't been policy around it is because there is no way to make sure that the kids who need to get it, get it, even if the kids who don't need it are getting it as well. And I love that you talked about the red tickets and selling them and that kind of stuff. And I think that's really, I think there is food waste here in a a bunch of different ways. But I also think that there is no formidable plan or policy that could stand in for that. Are there any other limitations, Kim, in the way Nevada's current free school meal program works besides potential for food waste? Well, one of the things that has always really been problematic for me is that there is a very significant influence of branded foods, not only in actual school lunches, but in school stores. And so a lot of the tastes of children are being set by branded food. And, and what, what kind of happens- brands? I'm sorry to interrupt, but what kind of brands are we talking about? Talking about Lay's, we're talking about Doritos, Takis, those kinds of things are all in the school system and kids have those. And they what happens is so okay, so what happens is that the lunch game is very, very expensive and inefficient. And then what happens is they're constantly trying to keep costs down. And when you keep costs down, you become really at the mercy of food brands who are giving you lots of different kinds of branded foods that have been labeled healthy, but are just rejiggered from their former non-healthiness. And they are being distributed with school lunches. And these preferences, these brands are getting into schools, establishing a sort of junk food presence alongside school lunch this is branding for the corporations. And so basically all these kids start eating all this food and then it becomes a part of their lives. And by the time they're 20 years old, these brands have become like important parts and pieces of these kids' lives. And the marketing is like free. It's, and so school lunch becomes free marketing. That's fascinating to me. And I, I mean, you send your kids to CCSD schools. 
What is their school lunch experience like? I, I mean, what kind of stories are you hearing from them surrounding their food time? So my kids, my older girls didn't really didn't really love school lunch. So a lot of school lunch has to be able to work for kids who, um, you know, maybe their parents live in weeklies and they have roach infestations or their kitchens don't work or there's homeless families. And so a lot of the food that comes out of CCSD is sort of packaged and created in a certain way to have multiple uses. And that's completely understandable. They have a huge facility and they're really trying to feed everybody and they have like an impossible task. Years ago, what would happen is that your school would make your lunch at your school. And so it was a much smaller sort of, I mean, it might not even have been homemade, but it was created by people in a kitchen and there was a process and that kind of stuff. This no longer happens. It happens. In fact, if you go to YouTube, you can see it made. It's all factory produced. It's like an assembly line. And so that food, although it has all the basic nutrition and things that kids need, it's generally not entirely tasty. And so what we're finding and what research has found is that a lot of taste preferences are being set in this at this early, early age. And the food isn't that great. And so we have this opportunity to really inspire kids to make better choices and to eat different kinds of food. And I think the school system wildly, and, and not just our school system, but school systems around the country fail at that. And so, we have this like opportunity that gets missed. So are, are there sort of unhealthier levels of sugar or salt or things that kids shouldn't get? Is that part of the equation that's a concern to you? The actual lunch itself isn't the issue. So if you get a plate of ravioli, there's nothing wrong with the ravioli. Or if you get a taco, there's nothing wrong with that taco. But kids are like inundated with sugary foods in the school food system all the time. I'll give you an example. John S. Park, which is right down the street from both of us. That's an elementary school. It's an elementary school. Mm -hmm. They have a rule that you cannot bring any kind of home-cooked food like for consumption in the class. So when my one of my kids went there, I went down and said, hey, I'd like to do this thing that I did in New York, which was in my daughter, one of my daughter's classes. We had this thing called first grade soup and I we would go in and the kids would make soup and then they would eat soup. Right. That and sounds fun. It's an amazing thing. And not only is it amazing, like fun, it's also amazing because you could see like they hated cream of tomato soup in September. But by the time you got to April, they were like, yes, we love cream of tomato soup. Like it just became like you can really set the preferences of kids. John S. Park told us that they would not allow any kind of food for the class unless it was like processed. And so what happens is even at a party, I couldn't make like some really great like stuffed manicotti or, you know, a soup or whatever. I couldn't even make homemade pizza and bring it. Instead, when you go to those parties, there's case after case after case of like chips and sugary drinks. And my kids go to that school store all the time. And that school store is filled with junk. So any good that we know that school lunch has to have a certain amount of nutrients to for the kids. And we know that that's there because they're doing that 
sort of scientifically and by the book. But it's not the only food that kids get at school. And it's highly supplemented with a lot of sugar and a lot of processed foods. And in fact, lunch is processed. I mean, if you look at that, it's baked in a factory, it is processed food. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So, what? and I just want to make it really clear the the universal free food that the legislature just extended it really applies to the those basic meals but most schools many schools at least and this was just true way back in the stone age when i was a kid had a school store where you could buy candy bars and other junky type food sodas and things like that and it would cost you money out of your pocket that's not being supplemented it is the the breakfast lunch type meals that kids line up for that's being basically taken care of by the state, right? Correct. And we want that to happen. We want that to continue to happen. And it's not a perfect process. And the food isn't perfect. And we, but we want to make sure that parents don't have to think about where their kids' meals are coming from, because at least that is there. But I'm still puzzled now by what you just said is, did John S. Park tell you why you couldn't bring in like patented, really delicious and nutritious Kim Foster food? Because I've experienced that and it's amazing. What did they tell you, Kim? Allergies. Allergies. But that's ridiculous because lots and lots of schools have allergies. And and also, I think, you know, I, I think there was it just makes it easier for them. But what happens is every time there's a kid party or anything, there's here's my fear. My kids are going to come home and they're going to have a home cooked meal. There are some kids that the only food that they are ever going to have in the most formative years of their development is school food and processed food. And they're not going to have opportunities to have other kinds of food. And that is a real thing. So lunch helps 
but it is not. But in some ways, it's a Band-Aid. You also raised this issue of the branding of foods happening around this space. And I'm wondering if any of this was discussed in the extension of funding for school lunches, et cetera, for those kids. In other words, did the legislature say, okay, here's what we want to avoid. Here's what we're going to do with this money. Here's what we're going to make sure happen. Anything like that? Any discussion like that? No, because we don't care what kids eat. People just think, well, as long as they have full bellies, it doesn't really matter. As long as they're not crying out in hunger, it doesn't really matter. I mean, even with the best intentions, aren't parents, especially those with more challenges economically, aren't they still taking their kids over to the fast food places that probably aren't the best for their kids either? Of course, because that's what kids want. Kids aren't going, mom, will you make me soup? They're going, hey, can we get a cheeseburger at McDonald's? And that's fine. I mean, look, I my kids go to McDonald's. I'm not a snob about it. But when what happens is we're creating a generation of kids who've never had anything but processed food and or very rarely have other options. And, the, and a lot of that is built into this idea that school food is on its own kind of fast foody. And I or understand even what sub fast food. I mean, it's like or sub fast food. Yeah. yeah. I mean, during the pandemic, when I had the pantry out here, the CCSD used to take all their extra food from their lunch drives and put them in my pantry. And one of the things that we would get all the time are these things called razels. Spell that word for me. R-A-I-S-E-L-S. Okay, okay. razels. Razels are this little box, about the size of a box of nerds, and they're raisins, but they're drenched in like sour dust, like with weird names, like watermelon tropic and stuff like that, and blue raspberry, right? So they're an already sweet fruit, but then they're also like just grossly sour, right? So my kids, my little ones would run out to the pantry and they would like be hoarding all the raisins, right? I found out that there's a school district in Colorado that served raisins as the fruit portion of public school breakfast. Raisins have something like seven times the sugar of an orange. Oh, awesome. Something like that. Sure. Yeah. So and and of course, Colorado parents were like completely freaked out and they, you know, it was the big to do. And my kids would go out and they would go out to the pantry and they'd start stuffing razels into their pockets. Sure. And like getting them inside and hiding them in their room because they're like so good. It was like little found treasures and it was all school food. It was all school food. Wow. Well, I mean. You did do this wonderful thing with having a pantry outside your house to help families in need, especially during the pandemic. So you had a lot of that insight. And I, I guess you're as well positioned as anyone to answer this last question. If you could design CCSD school lunches from the ground up with that $43 million to feed everybody, what would your meals look like? Give us some sample menus, Kim. Uh, I would go back to and I, and look, I don't know how financially feasible this would be, obviously, but I would go back to individual cafeterias making individual foods for their schools. And so when a pizza would be made, it would be made 
in on a big pan, we put it into the oven and it would be made that way. And I do think that kids would benefit from foods that they recognize, like tacos and pizza and things like that. But I also think that there are ways to make those things incredibly healthy and tasty and also provide a little bit of room to try something new. Like maybe the pizza doesn't always have to be a cheese pizza. Like maybe once it can have like something on it that is different or unique. And maybe it could be built into and integrated into the educational system. You know, those kinds of things. Because or, what we're doing, Or maybe yeah. it would turn out to be razzles. Or maybe it would just be yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, no, no, but keep, please continue with the perfect Kim Foster menu because this is fascinating to me. Because you know, you only see this idea of, and I'm just going to say this euphemistically, the lunch lady in old movies, right? And right. and it is kind of derided as well as a concept of being like slop, but it doesn't have to be. So, what are some other menu items that your ideal lunch person is is cooking up with the staff at these various elementary schools in town? I would have always have a hot soup so mm. that kids have a hot soup and maybe some bread with that. I would go with things that they recognize. I would I would definitely still go with tacos and burritos and things like that. You can make them super healthy. I mean, who wouldn't want like a tacos El Gordo taco from like, you know, a long cooked, beautiful pork roast? Do you know what I mean? We also need to represent the cultures of our kids and our food. So we have a big Hawaiian population and who wouldn't want to have some beautiful like Hawaiian food or we have an, a, a large Ethiopian community now. So maybe Ethiopia food occasionally. Those things could also become like educational. And if they were done through the school cafeteria, you could actually keep the cost down. And then you could also be making food that could really taste yummy for the kids. Wow. Well, that I'm going to go here right now, Kim. That's amazing food for thought. And <laughs> did you literally all day about I've been waiting. How to I've just that? been waiting for that. I've been waiting for that one all. It's just been in my pocket getting moldy with the with the razels. Uh, Kim Foster, always enlightening talking with you. Thank you so much for joining us again on CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks for having me. Before you go, a few things you should know. After compiling a checks notes, 456-page ethics complaint against Governor Joe Lombardo, state ethics watchdogs want to level a whopping $1.6 million fine against him for wearing his sheriff's uniform and badge during the gubernatorial campaign. And meanwhile, the largest private ambulance companies contracted by Clark County have missed their on-time benchmarks for the first quarter of the year. Again, they're supposed to meet 90% of the calls in under 12 minutes. Any time over that seems to be an issue, and around 20 to 30% of the time, they aren't making it. Last but not least, hey, go take that listener survey. We'll put the link in the show notes, and if you've already taken it, we see you. We love you. You're amazing. Thank you. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on whatever platform you're hearing this on right now. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Go Knights, go. Go.